based on the correlation data, it's 70% more infectious than previous strains. And so they felt it's better to sound the alarm, even if it's not definitely causative, so that people can act now rather than waiting till it's spread throughout the world. Welcome to the Rain Insights Podcast on COVID-19. I'm Emily Donahue. With the end of the year nearing and vaccines being rolled out across the globe, there's a new virus strain that has many people concerned. For guidance, RAIN founder David Lawrence turned to Dr. Bill Lang and Dr. Fred Southwick to find out about the virus's latest mutation and how public experts are handling it. Let's listen in. Fred and Bill, thanks again for jumping on yet another podcast on short notice. Uh, Wanted to give our audience an update about recent developments uh, in the UK Uh, the possible mutation of the virus, and obviously people having concerns about the efficacy of the vaccine. Uh, I think it was the governor of New York called for a ban on uh, flights coming in uh, to this country from the UK. And just wanted to get your perspectives. Fred, maybe I'll start with you. And Bill, I know you're already dispensing advice to people. Well, the uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus is an RNA virus, and all of RNA viruses have very poor proofreading. In other words, when they replicate, they make mistakes. And if you look at uh, throughout the, the epidemic, you will see that there are multiple variants uh, and mutations are occurring everywhere. Now, it's uh, and it turns out that Great Britain has been doing genomic sequencing, that is full-length sequencing of large numbers of viruses. So they detected this one mutant, uh, they call it VUI 2020-1201, and it has 17 changes or mutations, and they particularly are worried about one mutation at uh, amino acid 501. And what uh, they report is they, it appears that this mutation increases the affinity of the spike protein, the surface protein that binds to human cells. It increases its affinity for the ACE2 receptor. And they have noticed, uh, they detected this virus in September, and over the last several weeks, they've noticed increasing amounts of that particular genotype in southern England, in south, the southern part of England. And so they expressed a concern there seems to be a rise in this virus. This is strictly correlation. In other words, it can't, we can't say the mutation is causing the increased uh, number of cases, but the two are associated. So it's sort of guilt by association, but it is not proof uh, whether it's really truly, uh, there some, they're mentioning that based on the correlation data, it's 70% more infectious than previous strains. And so they felt, and I agree with them, it's better to sound the alarm, even if it's not definitely causative, so that people can act now rather than waiting till it's spread uh, throughout the world. So this reminds me back during the early days of the epidemic when everybody was focused on numbers of cases, when what we're really concerned about is the, is the hospitalizations, severe cases, and deaths. So far with this mutation, there is no evidence that this is leading to an increased rate in the number of severe cases or deaths. 
Um, hospitalization data is a little bit unclear, uh, but definitely not severe cases or deaths. But that is clearly what we want to be watching as we go forward on this. Um, and then the question of the vaccine. Is this uh, mutation going to affect the effectiveness of the vaccine? And so far, the some evidence that we have is that Eli Lilly looked at the effectiveness of the uh, their monoclonal antibody preparation against the current mutation, and they said there is no difference, that it is just as effective. That's a reasonable indication that the uh, vaccine is also going to be effective for all the reasons that Fred just went through. Yeah, the good news is the, the uh, epitope, the vaccine produces the full length of the spike protein. And when it's released and synthesized in your cells, you will react to the full length to multiple amino acids within the length of that spike protein. So if there's one or two little mutations, there's still other multiple sites that your body will be attacking, and therefore it will not uh, impair the effectiveness of the vaccine. And we have to keep in mind there are multiple other strains that have mutations uh, throughout the world and in these trials. And in the trials, remember, we had a 95% efficacy. If single mutations were going to impair that vaccine, the efficacy would never have reached 95%. Let me channel both of you. Um, number one, we have to continue to follow the data, and hopefully there'll be international cooperation around that. Two is that thus far there is not a basis for panic or, or even concern that vaccines still look like they have a high degree of efficacy, notwithstanding this uh, recent mutation or the detection of that. And third, Fred, because I've heard you uh, speak about this at the early stages, this is not unexpected. This is what viruses do. They mutate, they change over time, and hence the reason to continue to be uh, zealously diligent, both from a medical standpoint and I'll call it from my uh, public policy standpoint. And David, speaking of the public policy standpoint, the you know, many politicians right now are calling for a ban on travel in order to keep the this new strain over in the UK. Chances are that it's already here. And it'll be a question of whether that ban would really have any significant effect. Um, granted, the less travel we have, the better, just in general, for keeping down uh, new cases, uh, but that applies both domestically and internationally. But it's the politicians want to be seen to be doing something on this, which is why they're calling for the ban. I just have questions whether it'll do a whole lot of good. A great point, Bill, and we sort of saw that with respect to the closing of restaurants, but people still gathered. The best thing everybody can do is wear masks. <laughs> and keep a social distance and uh, wash their hands. All right. I very, very much appreciate this, and I know the audience does, uh, quickly jumping on this important issue because it, it is top of mind and it's driving the uh, media cycles now. So, uh, Brad, thank you. Great. Thank you, David. Bill, thank Thanks, you. David. Fred Southwick is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Florida College of Medicine. Bill Lang is an expert in public health responses to biological incidents, including pandemics. Individuals and organizations turn to RAIN for risk intelligence that cuts through the hype to focus on what they need to know, what to expect, and what to do. You can get critical information on the COVID-19 vaccine direct to your inbox. 
track key virus developments with news analysis and commentary to help you formulate your own policies, procedures, and plans. Sign up at RainNetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 